You are listening to Reels and Riffs on WWSU 106.9, Dane's Right Choice. Your number one stop for film talk, the sweet sound of classic rock, and the best special guests on college radio. I'm your host, Randon Allen, here to lead you through the madness of your week with laughs and some useless trivia to annoy your friends with. This week on the show, we are joined by the Ohio-based metal band Pandolia for an in-depth interview. Additionally, we are covering bee-related fashion, cats in court, and dumb Florida stories. Enjoy Where I Have Known You Before by Return to Forever, and we will be back with our first segment. Welcome back to Reels and Riffs. We've got a great show for you guys tonight, folks. Before we get into our first segment, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the loss of one of music's best and one of my dad's favorite musicians, Chick Corea. Chick Corea, who passed away February 9th, was a very accomplished jazz composer, keyboardist, and musician, and was the winner of 23 Grammy Awards. Chick Corea was also the founding member of the jazz fusion group Return to Forever. I've played Return to Forever's tracks many times on this show. They have amazing instrumental compositions that experiment with many new sounds to create very emotional melodies. While I know considerably more about rock than I do jazz, I still appreciate jazz very much. I still have fond memories of my dad playing the CD of their album Romantic Warrior on car rides and being very immersed in their music. It's heartbreaking to hear about his past, and I wish the best to his family. Chick Corea was an amazing musician, and he will be missed greatly. To try to liven up the mood a little bit after that, let's talk about Florida. I think we all know this is a doozy just from bringing up the state's name. What does the state of Florida go well with? Weird news. Now for our first segment, Weird News Around the World. Welcome to Weird News Around the World, where we look at the odd, the unusual, and the just downright strange things that happen around this big blue planet of ours. For our first story, we turn to Florida, the frequent butt of many of my jokes since I've been on the air. This time, we come to a story that could have easily been solved with a simple Uber or taxi or anything else. This Florida man in Tampa, with a tattoo of Florida on his forehead, decided to call 911 to get the police to give him a ride home. The 911 operators were extremely confused and offered to buy him a taxi, but instead he decided to continue to call the number back until he had the cops come and pick him up. Unfortunately for him, he had some marijuana on him and was arrested for both abusing a 911 and possessing weed. Tough break. It's not often to that like I use 911 for a taxi service, but when I do, I make sure that I always have drugs on me. Luckily for him, he got released with a $300 bond the next day. Hopefully he learned his lesson this time. Moving on all the way to the Dominican Republic, we have a crazy story that would leave Nicolas Cage quaking in his boots. We're talking about bees. Yes, Nick, the bees. Specifically, bee transportation. This man was on his regular drive home, and they spotted somebody on the sidewalk next to him whose left arm was entirely covered with bees. 
But instead of panicking and screaming in terror, like most people would, he was just leisurely strolling along like nothing was going on. Naturally, the driver was very concerned and confused, so he asked what this, uh, he, so he asked the strange bee-covered man what was going on. Apparently, this man was just transporting the bees to relocate them, and the reason why the bees weren't attacking him was because he was carrying the queen bee in his hand. Because of the queen bees, because of the queen bees' pheromones, they were just following along for the ride. The guy was just so nonchalant about it, too. He'd obviously done this several times before. Nobody else on the sidewalk seemed to be freaked out or interested in what was going on with this strange, bee-covered man. Either they'd seen this guy before, or they were operating on New York rules. Eyes forward and pretend you don't notice something no matter how crazy it is. See, a man whose entire arm is covered with bees, well, it's none of your business, just keep walking. This bee owner gets mad props from me, though. If walking around with an entire swarm of bees entirely covering your arm is a normal day, then I wonder what is an exciting day for this man. Look up Danny Rodman on Instagram for the video. It really is a sight to see. That's Danny with two eyes. Now moving on to our final story. So our final story takes us to court particularly virtual court. With COVID-19 making everything super complicated, a lot of places have had to entirely switch to Zoom and Skype meetings because of the pandemic, including courtroom proceedings. Why am I talking about something as boring as courtroom proceedings on this show? Well, I'm getting there. One of the funniest things about any kind of video chat service nowadays, like Facebook, Messenger, Zoom, WhatsApp, and more, is the many different kinds of filters that can be turned on. This may make me sound old for saying this, but I'm amazed by the things you can do with filters on a live call. You can morph yourself into a dragon, have stars falling from the sky in the background, or be a chicken in a spacesuit, and more. What an unfortunate, what's an unfortunate thing is when you have to go to a super serious court proceeding and you can't turn off the filter. Texas Attorney... Texas attorney Ron Ponton had to deliver his introductory remarks as a little wide-eyed kitten. His kids had been playing with the computer beforehand, and he was frantically struggling to figure out how to turn the filter off. He still planned to carry his case forward, though. He just wants everybody to know that he's not a cat. The judge and the client were trying to hold back their laughter the whole time. This video is hilarious, and I suggest that everybody go look it up for a good little laugh at the expense of old people trying to figure out filters. Reels and Riffs will return after a short little commercial break. When we return, we'll be joined by the members of Pandolia to discuss their history, their newest projects coming up, and their previous two EPs. Enjoy Morbid by Pandolia, and we will be right back on WWSU 106.9, Dayton's Right Choice.
You're listening to Reels and Riffs on WWSU 106.9, Dane's Right Choice. When we return, we are going to be joined by the members of Pandolina.
Thank Eric you. Clatter, please. Go for it. back to Reels and Rips on WWSU 106.9 Wright State Radio. For our final segment, we are lucky to be joined by the members of the new and local Ohio-based metal band, Pandolia. How's it going, guys? Not bad. How are you? It's good. I'm doing great. So I'm wondering, when did Pandolia get started, and why did you guys decide to form the band initially? Pandolia started when we were in eighth grade. We had the same math class Michael and I did, and he had a Metallica wallpaper on his computer. So I, you know, that triggered in my brain that he was a metalhead. So I asked him, it's like, hey, you like Metallica? You like metal? He was like, yeah. He was like, I play guitar. So we, I was like, I play drums. Let's meet up and jam. So uh, we met up, jammed out. Funny story. He didn't know how to freestyle. Yeah, on I didn't know how to write my own music. Uh, just <laughs> playing everybody else's stuff. Yeah, only doing covers. Exactly. And none of it was really geared towards metal or what we were looking to play or what it became. So it took a really long kind of start to get to where we are now on yeah it was what four years of just me and you yeah until we added anybody else we were the yeah. sole members of the band just trying to work with what we had yeah and then we we ended up finding a bass player which led to jared also being in the band because our bass player we used to have knew jared from school he brought jared in we took Jared in on the first practice. He did a phenomenal job with the lyrics he wrote and, you know, how he put them to the song. And then what year was that? 2018? I think it was 2018. 2018. So Jared joined the band. Recently, <laughs> we got a new bass player. And then we put Morbid out, got him learning all the songs, which now he's doing a phenomenal job. And we couldn't be happier with the dude. Cody is a phenomenal bass player. More than we what we could wish for, honestly. I'm just super glad I joined this band. I've been looking for, I was looking for a band for a very long time. And I found, I put out an ad on Facebook, you know, just saying I want to play some heavy metal songs. Bands like Pantera and um, uh, Jaden hit me up on Facebook. I'm just glad I joined this band. I was wondering if there's an interesting story behind the name. We were just bumming around one night. We had a few other band names that, uh, we're subpar to say the least. Um, but then uh, Jaden's dad, who's in a, a metal band, kind of like ours, they're called Omani, um, kind of came up with an idea. He was thinking the word uh, pareidolia, which yeah. is when you see an object that isn't really there. Say like you see like an animal in a cloud. That's an example. But it's more syllables. <laughs> so we just went with the original mispronunciation, which was pandolia. Um and it just sounds kind of different. You know, it kind of sparks people going, well, why is it named that way? Um, but I thought, you know, it was a great kind of uh, allusion to the music because everybody could see what they want to see. And, you know, nobody listens to anything quite the same. So it's a nice little allusion to that sort of philosophy of listening to music. And it's very distinctive. It is. Yeah. <laughs> when you're scrolling through artists. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking for Spotify or looking for Google. Like when you guys pop up, there's nobody else underneath you. You guys exactly. are just, you know, yep. very distinctive. You guys are right there. Yep. I think there's a muffin shop with a similar name, but that might be about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's pretty lucky. <laughs> okay. So I was wondering which bands or musicians have influenced your, your group the most, in your opinion, and in what ways have they influenced your music? I think Michael and I can both agree that the two main influences of our music is going to be Pantera and Gojira. Pantera and Gojira? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like the technical portion, um, Gojira doesn't overdo it when it comes to that sort of stuff. They have a really nice way of peppering in everything and really putting in the time to work on their individual riffs has given a lot of inspiration, I think, to us. Because we don't put a rush on anything. We just want to sound good. We want to sound tight. Um, And and they do too. And I feel like we... uh, a lot of similarities can kind of be drawn between the process of uh, of writing and what the music kind of sounds like. Um, Pantera, I think sonically, uh, in terms of the tone of Jaden's drums, the tone of my guitar, that certainly has a big influence there. And a lot of Dimebag styles I use 
uh, have influenced my playing heavily. Yeah, same same with me with uh, Mario Duplanter from Gojira. His complex, intricate, and technical style of drumming has influenced me over the past two years to venture off into different styles of drumming, which has now led me to do new things in Pandolia. So he he's one of my main influences. And then Vinny Paul from Pantera. I mean, come on, it's Vinny. How yeah. <laughs> you can't speak for Vinny, but he's just he's Vinny. He's amazing. Um, but on that note with the whole influence thing what's good about our music is you know like I said Michael and I can both agree Pantera and Gojira are strictly our main influences but when you go to Jared and Cody Cody I've talked to him he said he's not that big of a death metal fan he's more of a thrash guy I can't speak for him and then Jared from what I know is more of a pop punk background but you know you can ask them and they'll tell you. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, so like a big influence for my, you know, lyric structure and just, you know, vocals in general are, um, a big one is escape the fate, like early on escape the fate. Uh, they've just been, you know, outstanding, you know, inspiration for me, especially with the way, uh, you know, the lead vocalist just structures the words and it pieces them together. Like it's the easiest puzzle you can do. And it just blows my mind because the story he tells with it just, you know, is phenomenal. And that kind of inspired me to, you know, write from my experiences in life and kind of, uh, you know, structure it in a way similar to them, but not quite. And so it's, it's really cool to see that mixture of, you know, heavy metal and, you know, pop punk, I guess you would call it. And like emo rock kind of just mixed together. It's, it's the weirdest mix, but it works and it's phenomenal. I find it very interesting how you guys have this diversity of different influences to, that kind of come together to yeah. create your sound. Yep. And we certainly make it work. And that's, I feel the best part about the band is everybody's, what about this? All right, we can make that work. You know? <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah, just throwing out ideas. Exactly. It's yeah. never genre specific. Uh, we can't put our own music into, oh, it's death metal. Oh, it's black metal. It's thrash metal. It's, it's none of those. It's just a culmination of all of our influences and, yep. and everything personal we bring to the table. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's one of the, the greatest things about us is, you know, like, like you said, we're not holding ourselves to one genre. We're just letting our creative juices flow pretty much where, you know, we show up to practice how we write songs is just jam out. We don't go, Hey, we want to write a metal core song. We want to write a death core song. We want to write a death metal song. No, we just jam and that's how our songs form. And I think that's, in my opinion, that's one of the greatest ways to write because then you get the influences Michael has, I have, Cody has, and Jared has all in one. So then we, it's almost like creating something new. Yeah. It's a more natural flow as opposed to following quote unquote directions. Yeah. Um, it's very like free flow and it exactly. kind of, you know, it just comes together in the it, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, you know, you find it, uh, make it, make it marketable. <laughs> that, that's a great thing that we do as well is, you know, fine tuning. Um, we always go back on our songs that we've created four years ago, four or five years ago. And we always end up adding something new, like our song contingency. We ended up adding a bunch of stops to it. And yeah. now it just makes it more heavy and more technical than we believe it already was. You got to pay attention to that half a second where if you change something, it might make the whole song better. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good thing Jared does. And you can um, talk to him about it is he changes lyrics a lot. So basically with the way we're writing the songs and like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I have this song 100% down. There's no need to change it. There's no need to go back. So, you know, I rip the page out the book and save it. And I'm like, yep, this song sounds perfect. And then, you know, maybe like a couple weeks later, we'll be at practice. And then I'll be like, wait a minute, what if I add, you know, something different? Like instead of screaming, I kind of, you know, whisper. Or instead of growling, I kind of, you know, talk normal for a split second and then get back into the growling. And then, you know, because like in some of our older songs, there's definitely a lot more, aggression in them so you know with the whispering it kind of sounds you know soothing at the same time but also very aggressive and you know motives for the lyrics so it's it's just the coolest thing is it so for your guys' creative process 
as far as actually like like it mainly comes from like a like freeform jam sessions or is there like one of t- one or two like members who really like spearhead the creative process uh jade and i have been working together for six years basically yeah uh close to it um so we i know where jaden's going before he goes there he knows where i'm going before i go there so if we're just playing something completely random at some point it's going to change into a verse or a bridge or something like that and we're going to follow each other and we're going to know exactly where each other's heads are at um cody's obviously newer to the band but he's already picking up on that chemistry to know where we're head, where our head is at um but you get your basic riff down when it comes to writing and then from there you go okay well how do we improve on this what goes with that and it gets to the point where you might not even have that riff that you started with um you just take something and run with it and keep adding and adding and adding and here and there go back to parts but i think as a band we don't really like to repeat the same thing over and over so it makes the writing process a lot longer but also i think it's it's more intricate and interesting in the end Mm -hmm. and it helps that you guys like kind of know what each other are thinking throughout the process oh yeah kind of (laughs) yeah i've noticed jared has picked up on our chemistry a lot as well for sure with his uh with his lyric writing style yeah definitely when i first you know joined the band and the way I was writing lyrics, because uh, my first song I wrote lyrics for was Burning Bridges. And I was, you know, still in high school. And I just wrote that in the middle of the class. You know, I was like, you know what? This kind of fits this part. This sounds good. You know, not really thinking too much into it. But, you know, now that I have more experience, like, and I have more, you know, time to myself instead of, you know, focusing on just schoolwork and stuff like that. I have so much more time to, you know, connect with my own feelings and uh, kind of get how the other guys in the band are feeling and kind of, you know, write something based on what we're all going through or something that's happening or just, you know. So the, the chemistry is definitely there now and it's so much stronger and, you know, it, you can feel it. I was wondering which strengths do you guys think that each of your band band's individual members bring to Pandolia in terms of like instrumentation and writing? And what is your guys' most unique element that separates you from other metal bands? Evolution. Yeah. We keep improving. Constantly. And, I mean, we're not afraid to do stuff that's not traditionally metal. Yep. Um we kind of think outside of the box. We don't really write for other people so much as we write for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in terms of strengths that people bring, I think Cody is is a genius when it comes to his playing. Um, you need to see the guy play. It's all yeah. Deep. Uh, it's crazy. He's doing triplets with no pick on the bass. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jared is just a great attitude to have around all the time since he since he came into the band and he's just a great singer and there there hasn't been one practice that i've been to since jared hasn't made me laugh yeah, <laughs> yeah. every practice jared is always bright and shiny and he's like a comedian he's the best person to have around very good atmosphere yeah 100 yeah. percent. but yeah. you know to capitalize on what he was saying, all of us have our own individual um, talents and skills. You know, we we all have our own magic tricks, to say the least. Jaden's his jazz drummer. <laughs> that busted out of nowhere. <laughs> but I think that's one one of the good things about the band is uh, we all take up different things in our playing. I definitely agree with that because uh, definitely Michael, you know, he'll be sitting there and like, you know, trying to figure something out on the guitar or something. And then he'll be goofing around and me and Jaden and Cody will just look at each other like that actually sounds really good. And Michael's <laughs> like, I'm just goofing around. I'm not being serious. And we're like, no, 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 no. Keep that in the song. That is great. And then it ends up being in the song. And then Michael's like, yeah, I couldn't hear the song any other way. <laughs> So I was wondering, like, you guys recently released, like, two of your previous EP releases this year, Morbid and Intosphere. 
which track was a particular favorite to work on and which track was the most difficult to develop and why? Mm. For me, it would have been Morbid. Morbid was hard for me because for the past two years, I've struggled to gain speed on my double bass. And I always struggled with Morbid um, because when we first made it four years ago, I did not have the speed and technique I have today. So it was fairly difficult for me to do. Um, I was really worried about that song because I felt as if I wasn't going to nail it, but gladly I did. And with Michael's magic mixing and wonderful producing, it turned out greater than I thought it would. And I'm, I'm very pleased with the outcome of that entire EP, 100%. I like what Michael did with uh, the song Auxilium. That's more of an interlude into Morbid. And he did that 100% by himself, and that turned out really good. And for some reason, uh, that song actually, you know how you can have the star on Apple Music? Yeah. Pretty much stating it's that was... floating around that one. Yeah, it's <laughs> always floating around auxiliary. And I'm like, why is, you know, more of it in isolation and Burning Bridges not getting the attention, especially when they're full songs and yeah. a 45-second interlude is getting all the attention. I'm like, hey, you know, it just goes to show when you experiment with stuff like auxilium i didn't expect that to be on morbid but then it was i was like i i like it it leads into morbid it flows well and it, it's just a good fit and then uh, that that ep like Jaden said i i uh, recorded it um it's all right you know for <laughs> my first time recording an ep um but it wasn't too hard i've been playing the songs all the songs that are on it for four years now um uh, as Jaden has too. So it was, it was really just running through the basic steps that we always do for practice. Um, I think the hardest part was figuring out what would sound best to everyone's ears. Um, when it came to mixing the whole thing, um, I personally like bassier drums. Jaden likes them punchier. Um, <laughs> I tried a few things uh, like mixing techniques. Jared wanted to do doubles uh, or double tracking vocals which I thought ended up sounding amazing. Um, But it was just a really fun experience to kind of go through and have it uh, gain as much headway as it has. uh, (laughs) Did um... Reels and Riffs will be back with the Ohio-based metal band Pandolia after a short little commercial break. You are listening to WWSU 106.9, Dane's Right Choice. listening to reels and riffs on wwsu 106.9 dane's right choice now we are continuing with our interview with the ohio-based metal band pandolia final two questions what is your group working on right now and what projects does pandolia have planned for the future (laughs) you're really trying to get us get us uh yeah i'm trying to pick your brains a little yeah you're trying to trying to get it all unburied yep so um I'll go back to Morbid. Morbid was uh, basically we we wrote those songs at around eighth grade. Yeah, right. Those were testing songs just to have something to put out there. Um, currently, we're working with a studio in Brookville, and Jaden would know more about that than I. Um, but we are looking to put out some kind of full length album soon that will hopefully be a, a good exhibit of what we're up to now. And I'm excited for that because it's it's way different than what uh, than what anyone's heard so far. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what Cody and Jared have to say about it all. Ready to get a full album out? I can't ready to record it. It'll be my first time ever getting in the studio after recording my bass parts. A little nervous because I just hope I got these songs perfect by now. I think I do by now. <laughs> I'm uh I'm just excited for it. There, there there's still a few we have to uh work on with Cody, like all the drop the drop A songs, but we actually changed the tuning from drop A to drop C. Yeah, we changed a few of them for simplicity. Yep. It's I think the hardest part is stopping ourselves from writing music half the time. <laughs> yeah. Um COVID, you know, is as much as an unfortunate thing. COVID has actually helped us write more music. It's actually helped us break ourselves down, break our music down and take more time on it because we're not rushed to play shows. 
obviously shows aren't coming back at any point. Uh, yeah, time, for a long or while. Anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's given us a lot of, or it's given us a big advantage to write more music and, you know, like I said, take our time on it, which has led us to work with Cody more. There's still stuff that, in my opinion, we need to work on uh, 100%. There's a few songs that I know, is, you know, we got to land some transitions, stuff like that. And, you know, this new song we're working on, we still haven't 110% gotten it down. And I still believe that it could have some work done to it, you know, screw some or tighten some screws, tighten some bolts, stuff like that. So, but as of right now, what we're working on is like they said, the album. How many songs are we doing? I think about nine, maybe. I think it's nine. That's like a full LP. Yeah. Yeah. So we are taking contingency off of Insapir and putting it on the album, right? Yeah. There's going to be a few repeats just because we couldn't do Insapir as well as we wanted Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the only song that's coming back. The other two are kind of throwaways. Yeah. Um, most of the songs that we've put out, like Insapir and Morbid, are all songs that are fairly old. Contingency's probably the newest one out of the bunch. Um, what's the other ones? Exhibitionist, Exhibitionist and Convoluted. Yeah. So I think Insapir is going to be the newest songs. All of Morbid is like four or five years old. Yeah. So what you hear on Morbid is... I don't want to toot our own horn, but it's nothing <laughs> in comparison to what we have now. What you're planning, yeah. 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 It's, it's breaking into different time signatures and slower parts, um, really just evolving all together. You know, Cody joined the band, Jared joined the band. It's not a different band anymore than what it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to um, kind of exhibit that on the, on the album. And Jared, um, do you have a theme for this album? The theme for this album. So I was planning on it to be a surprise, but <laughs> so I guess I'll just have to go ahead and, you know, kind of say what it is. So it's it's definitely weird. It's no specific theme. Although some of the songs in there, if you do listening listen closely to them and you kind of hear the you know, you hear similar lyrics and you're like, Okay, well maybe that's just, you know, lazy writing and that's not actually, you know, him trying. That's the thing. It's about a psychopath and he can't gain back control of his thoughts. So he's trying to, you know, find himself again, but he keeps losing himself himself and he cannot find himself. And he keeps looking and looking and looking until one day he finally just gives up and something else happens. And you have to hear the last song for that, which is really cool. So there is a story. It's kind of, uh, you know, you listen to it and if you think it's a story, that's cool, but it could just be music. It could just be a story. It can be whatever you want it to be, which I like stuff like that. It's all about your perspective is basically what it is. So it's the listener's perspective. Goes yeah. back to the band name. Yeah. <laughs> that's one pretty thing much, about pretty much. that's really great is everyone can look at certain songs from a different perspective. You know, when you think of death metal, um, you're going to immediately think murder killing some pretty yeah vulgar things yeah um but it's all in your perspective you could be listening to a song that in your head is about murder but it could be about sunshine and rainbows you never know yeah you know that's that's the best thing about heavy metal is there's so many bands nowadays that are just writing stuff that you honestly don't even know what they're writing about because it's just your perspective so yeah, it is kind of the one genre that isn't pigeonholed into writing about one yep. main set of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be really anything. Yeah, there's a big diversity in yeah. like the topics and yeah. like, what you can write about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, range from Thor to drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's there, a weird sort of. Yeah, there's sub-genre. there's so many different subgenres of metal. Like there's Viking metal, black metal, power metal, thrash metal, heavy metal, death metal. Deathcore, metalcore, it, the list, the, the list goes on and on. The list is endless. Yeah, and then there's even country artists like Hank Three or what? What's the uh, what's the country band you showed me? I can't say that on the radio. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like like Hank Three, he does country stuff, but he also does metal stuff. He went on tour with Superjoint Ritual, Phil Anselmo from Pantera, and played bass for him. 
it's like there's so many people from so many different genres coming in and playing metal you know it's like what's his name uh machine gun kelly mgk the dude that put out the pop punk album he he was a he was just a rapper and then he got with travis barker and they made a pop punk album now he's doing mainly uh like rock stuff but it just goes to show that there like you said there's so much diversity in it and anyone can get into it and metal's kind of what you make of it exactly yeah yep yeah if you look if you go into something thinking it's going to be awful you're going to make it awful for yourself. <laughs> you know, you got to come into this stuff with an uh, open mind. Yeah, a very open mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good note to wrap up on. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Where's a good place that you guys, where's a good place that our listeners can find your guys' music? Apple Music, Spotify, Spotify you, um, YouTube. We have YouTube videos, like vlogs and stuff, where you can see what we're up to, see what we're doing. Google Play. Yep. Have some fun with us. Yeah. Um, I think really any kind of streaming service, if you look us up, we should be on there. We might even be on TikTok. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> we might be. <laughs> we'll have to check that one out. Yeah. That's our show, folks. Do you guys have any shout outs before we cut to the next show? Um, hi, Mom. Oh. Hi, Dad. Say what, Jared? Yeah, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. What's up? Um, Love you guys. I will give a big shout out to. Chris Elliott, Corey Hall, Cole Bohannon, and Tim Hasty. Those four, same. yes, those four dudes have uh, helped us all along the way more than we could bargain for. Honestly, um, band, band yeah. dads, yeah, band, band dads, band dads. Yep, that's what they are. <laughs> this is Random Allen with WWSU 106.9, Dane's Right Choice. More to come. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
This has been Reels and Riffs with Random Allen. Next week on the show, we are talking about the Led Zeppelin concert movie, The Song Remains the Same. And we are also joined by the host of the Annie Awards and voice actress Dina Sherman for an interview. Like Reels and Riffs on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Keep listening to WWSU 106.9, Dane's Right Choice. There's more to come, folks. She's walking 